start immediately following the service. All members of Chapel of the Cross are invited and encouraged to attend. Just a reminder, we are worshiping the Lord not only on weekends during Advent, but also on Wednesday evenings. Midweek Advent worship started this past Wednesday and will continue each Wednesday in December until Christmas. Service starts at 6.30 p.m. And a light supper is served prior to the service starting at 5 p.m. There is no charge for the supper, but we will be willing to take free will donations in support of our seminary field work students. Please join us for dinner and worship on Wednesday nights. Next Sunday, December 12th, make sure you come to a special Christmas choir concert during the worship service time at 11 a.m. You will be sure to want to join us for that wonderful morning as we enjoy the story of the birth of Christ in music and song. And then the following Sunday, December 19th, the children will hold their children's Christmas program. That will be during the worship service time at 11 a.m. on Sunday the 19th. There are a few plants left over from our Day 3 Seeds event yesterday that are forced to sell in the table in the commons area. All proceeds benefit Day 3 Seeds Ministry in Uganda. There is also a big sheet of paper that we invite everyone to write a greeting or blessing, not only for Pastor Raymond Kaija and his family, but also encouragement on the new Lutheran school that they are opening in Uganda. A big thank you for all who donated toys for the children in need in our community. Lutheran Children and Family Service will be distributing those special gifts over the next few weeks. And we have another opportunity to help children this holiday season. We are holding a clothing drive for the children that come to the after school program here at Chapel. We have printed clothes, size, and genders of the children on ornaments, and those are hanging on the tree in the commons area. As before, you may take one or more of these shop for those items, and bring them back to Chapel of the Cross on Sunday, December 19th. Thank you very much for doing this. And in our prayers, we will pray for the family and loved ones of Minnie Hine, who died in the Lord this past Wednesday. Visitations with Phil and the rest of Minnie's family will take place today, 3 to 7 p.m., at Hutchins Steiger Funeral Home on Mid-Rivers Mall Drive in St. Charles. There will be a second visitation here at 10 a.m. until the time of the funeral at 11 a.m. tomorrow, December 6th, here at Chapel of the Cross. May God bless you as we worship today. We begin our worship by singing together our opening hymn, O Rise, O Christian People. As printed in your bulletin, we stand to sing.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins when He comes us from all our sins. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful. We have sinned against you in thought and word by what we have done and by what we have left done. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and your attention. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may be like to be noble and walk in your ways. Almighty God, His mercy has given His Son to die and to rise for each and every one of you. And for His sake, God forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by His authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, let the lighting of this candle signify that you are the light that shines in all the darkness of our lives. As we wait, watch, hope, and pray, guide us all to reflect your light and let it shine. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
The Old Testament reading is by Malachi, the third chapter. See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in days gone by, as in former years. So I will come near you for your judgment. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, who deprive aliens of justice, but do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. This is the word of the Lord. Responsively, Psalm 66. Shout with joy to God, all the earth. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. Come and see what God has done, how awesome his works in man's behalf. He He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. The epistles from the first chapter of Philippians. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, for whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long for all of you will with the affection of Christ Jesus. 
And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit and righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. This is the word of the Lord. See the 
We rise in body and spirit for the reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the desert. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all mankind will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the tree, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, The man with two tunics should share with him who has none, and the one who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptized. Teacher, they said, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace from our beloved Savior, Christ Jesus crucified. Our gospel text for the day is about John the Baptist. John is famous for calling in the wilderness, fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight the wilderness a highway for our God. John is who the prophet Malachi is referring to when the prophet prophesies these, in these words. See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. We see this prophecy fulfilled in John the Baptist, who was sent to prepare the world for the first coming of Christ. It is the same message of Isaiah, Malachi, and the other Old Testament prophets of the Old Testament who prophesied of one who would be the glory of the Lord that will be revealed, and all mankind will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Therefore, we should repent and prepare, for the Lord is coming again. Today, at this very moment, pastors worldwide are proclaiming, We're getting ready to celebrate the anniversary of the coming of the Christ child. That's what Advent is about, isn't it? Well, yes. But in our case, no. And John proclaiming, prepare the way for the Lord. He's not speaking to a Christian crowd. Christ hasn't even started his ministry yet. John is speaking to a crowd that is mixed, Jews and Gentiles who have gathered to hear John's proclamation of redemptive baptism. What we should hear in John's words is that Christ is coming again. Prepare the way. We would make a mistake to place ourselves at the banks of the Jordan in our scripture reading and be part of the listening crowd because John is not talking to us. Unlike the crowd, we know who Christ Jesus is. We are not a brood of vipers, but saints and sinners, and we're waiting for our Lord's return. The crowd in the desert did not even know who Jesus Christ was at this particular moment because Christ hadn't began his ministry. And when he does begin his ministry, he doesn't fit the mold of the Messiah that the people are looking for. They're looking for a conqueror in the style of King David. They are definitely not looking for a Galilean carpenter who's talking about faith and loving thy neighbor. We know, however, that that carpenter from Galilee is Christ, the Messiah sent to save us. The irony in this message of John the Baptist is that this is taking place in the wilderness on the banks of the Jordan River. Now for the Israelis in the crowd, the Jordan River is full of significance because it is at the Jordan River that the waters were parted so that the people of Israel 
the children of God could enter into the promised land. And this crossing should bring to mind strong baptismal overtures, just as when God parted the Red Sea so that his people could cross and escape slavery and bondage in Egypt. The wilderness is where also God traveled with his people in a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. The wilderness is where God instituted his covenant with Israel. The wilderness with its theological significance is the perfect place to announce the beginning of a new covenant that is coming in Jesus Christ. Jesus, whose resurrection brings purpose and meaning to our lives because we know that as sure as he, Jesus rose from the dead, that he will return to judge the living and the dead and come to bring us home. Now, we may not be a viper's brood, but we are saints and sinners, and we are waiting for our Christ's return. Therefore, my message for you is the same as John the Baptist was at the Jordan River. Prepare the way of the Lord, who will return for us. The crowd that is gathered to hear John's proclamation, as I said before, is both Jew and Gentile. This is a sign of the new covenant that will be in Christ. John didn't proclaim a different message to the Gentiles that he did to the Jews. In fact, he gave the message that the Apostle, the Apostle Luke tells us. He went to all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And John's proclamation is fulfilled in Jesus' ministry. Jesus preached his message of salvation through him for three years. And just as the people rejected John the Baptist's proclamation of Jesus' coming, the world also rejected and ignored Jesus' message of salvation. Just as John was executed for proclaiming the truth about Herod the Great, Jesus would be executed for proclaiming the truth about his heavenly father. Now, John the Baptist awaits the resurrection with the other saints who have died in faith. But Christ Jesus is not only crucified for proclaiming the truth of his heavenly father. Our Lord and Savior is beaten to within one stroke of death and then crucified for the sins of the world to set us free from slavery of sin. And on the third day, Jesus rises again and sets us free from death itself for all mankind for all time. Christ, in his own words, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live, even though he die, they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And he has a question for all of us. Do you believe this? Our Savior ascended into heaven, but he promised that he would return for us. And when Christ returns, he will judge both the living and the dead. And we, as his children, who have waited for him in faith, will live with him forever. And I tell you with all confidence, brothers and sisters in Christ, that we are prepared for the Lord's coming. And this is because we have faith in the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Faith that is given to us as a present from our Savior through the work of the Holy Spirit. 
not because of anything that we have done to deserve this, but because of grace from the Father who sacrificed his own son. And what purpose did Christ do this for us? Scripture and our catechism tells us that Christ died in order to be our Lord. In other words, so that we may live with him in peace and joy forever. But how do we prepare for the coming of the Lord? Well, fortunately, our Lord and Savior has done all the preparation for us. He has given us everything we need in order to be prepared for his return. First, there is the work of Christ himself. From the beginning of time, our Savior has been prepared to sacrifice himself to save a world turned to sin. Jesus was begotten to the world by the Father in order that through his son's sacrifice, death, and resurrection, ascension into heaven, that he has provided a means of redemption for a fallen world. Jesus has prepared the way for us, but our Lord and Savior has provided us with so much more so that we will be prepared. God has given us the gift of his word through scripture. This gift from our creator tells us who made us, who we truly belong to, and most importantly, why Jesus had to come and save us. Scripture story is God's story. And it's his plan to save a world fallen to sin. And it is through reading and the proclamation of the word that we know exactly what our God wants us to know about him. And we know that our God is a loving God. And despite him knowing from the beginning that this creation of his would fall into sin, he created it anyway because he already had a plan of redemption for mankind. But we also learn in scripture that our God is a jealous God. He wants to be our God and our God only. Both in the Old and New Testament, the story is about one central character and one central character only. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, crucified, resurrected, and ascended. And it is only through reading scripture and hearing the word proclaimed that we can find our creator's story of redemption for us. Through scripture, God's holy word, we are being prepared for Christ's return. And finally, our Savior prepares us through the sacraments. Baptism, instituted by our Lord and Savior, marks us. In fact, it brands us as God's adopted children. Baptism as a sacramental instituted by God unites all mankind together as his children. And this is normally the first sacrament that we as Christians encounter. Normally when we're quite young, but not always. And what does this baptism do for us anyway? Well, baptism rescues, rescues the sinner from sin. Baptism works forgiveness. Baptism rescues us from Satan and death. Baptism gives eternal life to all who believe. How important is baptism 
and preparing for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus, I will let the Apostle Peter, in his sermon from the first Pentecost, explain just how important this sacrament is to us. And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far away, for all whom the Lord, our God, will call. The best gift of baptism, of course, is the sending of the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that produces the good works in us. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us true faith. And it is the Holy Spirit that keeps us sanctified. And our final gift from our Savior, Christ Jesus, to prepare us for his coming is his own body and blood. In Christ's body and blood, we receive forgiveness of sins. Simple bread and wine combined with the words of Christ become the true body and blood of, our, of Jesus, which gives forgiveness for those who believe in those words when they take the elements of the supper. The Lord's Supper is a reminder that Jesus gave his real body and his real blood in order that we might be saved. He did it by having his body lifted upon the cross, the execution of a criminal, so that anyone who believes in him, just as the thief on the cross, will be with him in paradise when he again comes for us. Jesus has prepared us for his return with all the things we need to be prepared for his return. He is coming like a thief in the night when we least expect. We really do not know when Jesus is coming. But Jesus has prepared us to be ready, saint and sinner though we be. In faith, we anticipate with joy as we wait for the coming of the day of Christ's return. Because through Christ, we are prepared. For the Lord himself has cleared the highway for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We rise and confess our true faith of our baptism and in Christ in the words of the Apostles' Creed. as we gather our offerings for the Lord.
we rise in body and spirit to pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all according to their needs. Lord Jesus, we confess that you will come again to judge the living and the dead. As you sent John to prepare the way, send us into the world where we live with your word to prepare the hearts of people for your arrival. Give us the words we need to share and guide us in our actions. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you, God, for the church and all our partners in the faith. Bless the church with unity and a love and a zeal for sharing the gospel message. We also pray for our sister congregations in the, in the English district, our district president, Jameson Hardy, and our synodical president, Matthew Harrison. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, may the Holy Spirit enable all who profess belief in Christ Jesus to withstand the condemnation of this world and face the trials that come because of their trust in the saving grace of the Savior. Strengthen their faith and help them withstand the doubts that may assail them. Give all believers the courage to stand up for Christ even unto death, that they may be rewarded with eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, bless our President, Joe Biden, our Governor, Mike Parson, the members of Congress, judges, and all in positions of authority. Bless their work so that they may live quiet and peaceful lives as we carry forth the good news of our Savior and point people to Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, your word promises that those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Today, there are those among us who are in tears due to the loss of a loved one. Make your presence known, especially to the family and loved ones of Rocky Rhodes, who died in the Lord on Monday, the family and loved ones of Fred Schrader, who died in the Lord last week Saturday, and the family and loved ones of Minnie Hine, who died in the Lord this past Wednesday. Give your peace and your comfort, Lord God. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, we ask that you would bring your healing to those who are ill or hospitalized, especially Jimmy, the brother of John Jordan, and Tim and Rhoda Castilla. We also pray for Alex Bukowski, as she has knee surgery on Tuesday and for Jim Seibert, as he has surgery on Wednesday. Heavenly Father, may all of these find strength, comfort, and peace in your promises. Lord, in your mercy. Caring Father, send your protective angels among those who travel, especially during the holidays. Preserve them from accident and injury. Give alertness to those who serve as pilots, drivers, engineers, and others who move your people from place to place. Bring all our journeys to a safe end and keep us ever mindful of our eternal destination in your glorious presence. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. We sing together our closing hymn.